going to discuss his wonderful inclusion in Hamilton and everything that you've done. And I am very excited to sit down with you. Oh, me too. Uh, let's start with a really big question that I always have for people is how did you get involved in acting? Oh, boy. Um, I, uh, uh, I was in choir in... Um, in high school, I auditioned for the choir. Um, I was very shy. I hadn't sung in any front of anybody before, but I auditioned for choir. And then uh, that was public school. The next year, in um, they were going to cancel the school program. And so I auditioned for this place called Interlochen Arts Academy. And I got a scholarship. And then it was like all arts all the time. And I was a classical voice major there. And I ended up becoming a double major in ballet and voice. I had never had any dance training before that, but I kind of got like pulled into it and I loved it so much. Um, and when I was graduating, I was, didn't want to go into opera. I thought that was boring. I mean, no shade. Um, and uh, I love classical music. I just was like, I don't see that for myself. And uh, I didn't feel like I had sort of the willowy body for ballet to like really make a, a career out of that. Um, and so I was like, well, I sing and I dance, musical theater. Um, and so that's where I went from there. And I uh, went to the University of Michigan. And um, after two years, I felt like at 19, I felt like ancient. So I was like, I've got to get to New York. I got to go. And um, I moved there and just started auditioning. And the rest was sort of like on the job training. Uh, you know, you, you, you learn from the shows that you book. And then when you're not working, you take a bunch of classes. At least that's kind of how I felt about it. Um, and suddenly it's like, oh, I'm an actor. I'm an actor. That's why I'm not just a singer. Uh, it, was, it was hard enough for me to say at one point to people, like when they would say, well, what do you do? And to say like, oh, I'm a singer. It's like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, my niece sings too. Um, but to you know, say that you're an actor from you know, someone who has never like grew, grew up thinking that like that was the dream. Um, uh, it, it was, you know, kind of like a, a heady experience. So I just kind of fell into it, um, you know, through other artistic, you know, endeavors. So I, assuming, I am not an actor, but I'm assuming that the Broadway scene is very affirming and inclusive. Um, but I do believe that Hamilton kind of blew that up a little bit wider, didn't it? it I know that you were part of the original cast. Did you feel that impact with Hamilton? Oh, yes. Um, you know, uh, it's not as, in, as inclusive as a community as you'd think. It has the, uh, it's allegedly an inclusive community. Um, but there's some systematic things that have been built into you know, the, the theater entertainment business in New York for over a hundred years. Um, and things that we're still dealing with inequities and representation and, um, and opportunities, voices that get produced, uh, as well as, you know, just not just the actors, but who's on management, who's in charge, um, who's able to even get access to theaters when they have the money to produce shows, right? Um, and so it's not this like place of rainbows and unicorns 
that you think it's going to be, it is actually very uh, still difficult to be an out gay person in this business and not sort of, you know, uh, be treated differently and feel like you lack for some opportunities. Um, but Hamilton, you know, the way it was conceived, it really blew the doors off of this whole idea that, of type, of racial type, that in order for a story to work, you had to cast somebody who looked like the person from the past in order for it to resonate with uh, audiences. And um, Hamilton has this effect of just letting you see the human story without the race um, in the same way that you forget that you're watching a film in another language when you're reading the subtitles. After a little while, you feel like, oh, I'm hearing this in English, right? Um, the show has that effect by, okay, so when we do the first number, you're like, whoa, look at all these people of color. And like, oh my gosh, they're dressed as like, you know, 18th century, you know, politicians. And then by the third number, that has lost its effect. And now you're just watching this human go through this story. And it makes it possible for everyone to see themselves as the American story of triumph for everyone to see themselves in the revolution and as a fighter for change. Um, and, uh, you know, you've got to deal with the idea that, you know, Jefferson owned all kinds of slaves and he's played by a man of color in our show. And so it brings up all kinds of um, conversations and uh, points of view. And I think it also for theater at large. Now, unfortunately, since Hamilton, I really thought, like, I really thought after this, I was like, oh man, this is going to just blow the doors open wide and we're going to have all of these opportunities of like casts, being someone who's mixed race. That's, there's a lot of us out there and it is tough in a world of types, right? You, it's, you go through like, well, sorry, you're not really black enough for the Scottsboro Boys, right? Even though we existed all the way back then, it doesn't really serve the story. Um, and are you Latino? Oh, you're Latino, right? You can play, you know, I don't, I've auditioned for parts in shows like or on TV shows where I've gone in for like the black cop and they really liked my read, but they're like, can you, can you take these sides and can you go read this and just come back in the room and, you know, cold read this? And it'll be for like Miguel Santana. And that's what I, I get cast as, right? Which is great because I'm an actor and I can play any part. Um, uh, but you do exist in this world of types. And so when you're in between all of these types, you kind of feel like, well, what show can I be in? Right? Like, how am I going to like get cast? And I thought Hamilton's really going to change the conception of like, you have to look like the part in order for it to resonate. And it didn't like, we haven't had a ton of really super inclusive things since then. We've had black shows, we've had Jewish shows, we've had white shows with some minority characters in them. 
kind of like we've always had. Um, and uh, I think that's really about to change now. I think that we needed this movement that's happening now to remind us that there's more work to do in so many areas. Um, and to have Hamilton debut on Disney in what is it, two days, three days, um, wow. Uh, to have that happening, it's the perfect time to have these conversations about race representation in theater and in entertainment. And, you know, what actors have to go through a lot of times that they don't, you know, that they don't talk about because it's detrimental to their careers or they're worried about finding more work. You can't be ungrateful, right? Um, so uh, I do think that Hamilton in its time on Broadway and as it, you know, when Broadway opens back up, continues to show that to people. But this movie is really going to show the world. This is how you can do theater. This is how you can do a show. It doesn't matter. We can ha you can have anybody up there on stage. If they can act the part, you're going to be into it. We're going to have a woman playing Hamilton, you know, at some point. We, that's the natural progression. Um, because everybody, this is theater. We've got to see ourselves. Shakespeare said, we hold up the mirror to, you know, reflect humanity. You actually brought up a wonderful point in that, um, that I want to kind of hit on. And that's um, the categorizing of black shows versus just saying shows right. or Latinx shows versus just saying shows. Um, I think one of the biggest movements is saying our stories, but it consistently kind of guides the art world back into kind of compartmentalizing those types of things. Right. And how does that feel as an actor? Because it is, it kind of it takes you away and say, well, you know, oh, there's this really great Latin show. Well, why can't I just do regular shows? <laughs> you know, it's like, why, why can't I write regular shows? Why can't I be part of regular shows? And that's kind of a, conversation I think that really needs to be taken and, and unpacked in the art community. It does. And it starts so young. I, you know, doing th uh, theater in college, it was like, uh, they're trying to figure out like what you can audition for, you know, or what shows they're going to do. And, you know, looking for audition material for you. And they're like, immediately they give you something from Dreamgirls. Uh, something from Ragtime and these are the songs that you should sing and it's like I can't sing something from you know Oklahoma I can't you know do Sondheim um, and uh, then you see the shows that get picked and you're like I'll never be the lead in this they I will only, I have the opportunity to either be in the ensemble or to play like a minority, like smaller part, or they're going to cast something that they normally cast white with color for inclusion versus like the idea that it, it doesn't matter. You can just play the part, right? Because it's a human story at heart. Um, but for so long, so many shows you know, on Broadway have been either about like, you know, white people stuff, white and black reconciliation, 
uh, black people teaching white people soul um, or uh, things of that nature that are compartmentalized into like a racial kind of component because we, as Americans, we just have not dealt with race. We can't get over it, um, at, over the, uh, the things that we've done that we have not made up for in a lot of ways. And then you've got all of these people now who are mixed in this world who don't grow up in a sort of sociology about this is how you're going to be treated in the world. This is what's available to you. This is your community. This is how you have to talk. This is how you have to dress. They don't understand that. And they're like, so wait, I can only do this. Wait, I, I have to, I'm a, so am I a jet or a shark? I have to be a shark. Right. And, um, and uh, I think that, you know, um, we got to deal with it. Coming from the inside, having that view, I see that you have a wonderful history. You were in The Lion King, you were in American Idiot, you were in Girl from the North County, all wonderful shows. Mm -hmm. um, I think The Lion King centralized people of color, which was great, and you thought yeah. that that may have taken the conversation further at that point, but we're still here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think personally needs to be done in the community in order to really become inclusive to that point where people are stopped calling black shows and started just calling shows. And then we get writers and directors and producers that are BIPOC. I think we have to keep uh, speaking out. This time in these past few months has been an unprecedented time of people speaking out of entertainers and writers and producers of color, um, speaking out about the problems they faced and a lot of times the people in power, they are not in their own point of view from their own perspective and their, and their own things that they are trying to promote. They're not aware even that they are stepping on, you know, other people's opportunities or keeping people locked out. Um, I work in New York with a lot of um, experimental shows. It's how I got Hamilton, you know, in the workshop. I do a lot of workshops. I do a lot of readings of writers who um, are writing more avant-garde things, more like pop-oriented music um, or interesting stories that are kind of out of the box. And it's so sad, they cannot get produced. They can't get theaters. Um, and uh, over people who are sort of in the fold or people who, you know, either by nepotism or race or religion. And, um, and uh, I think the way around that is to keep being vocal, but also I believe that, you know, if anything, if, if Alexander Hamilton and Lin-Manuel Miranda taught me anything, it's, you got to write the thing you want to be in, right? You got to, if you want to star in and be a rapping Alexander Hamilton, then you better write it. And that's incumbent upon me. It's incumbent upon us as artists to stop building other people's dreams and to build our own dreams and to get together with your friends who are on the same wavelength and, you know, have the same creative vibe to tell the stories you want to tell. 
we are in an unprecedented time of visibility um, because of digital media and the internet and the accessibility to make things with your phone. 4K on my iPhone. What? Um, and, <laughs> you know, it's like, what? It does that too? Um, and so you got to use that. And I think that this time of change is coming. People can, you know, if this, if this collaboration, I don't know if you've noticed, a lot of digital collabs have been coming out of people making duets and projects and things that are filmed separately, but then like, you know, skillfully edited together. And I hope that continues. I hope that people continue on this creative streak because that's a, you don't, that's a, a platform that nobody can lock you out of. You, it doesn't matter if you can't get a theater, if you film the whole thing and put it up. Uh, the way Hamilton is filmed, watching the screener, it's a new way to experience theater. And I think it is besides all of the other things it's going to show us on a technical level, it's going to show us that there are ways to really enjoy the American movie musical uh, without having to pay the expense of going to New York and staying in hotels and getting, you know, food and getting tickets and all that goes along with it. We can make these things by ourselves. Um, and, uh, so that's my hope, and, I, and that's what I think is the path forward, is uh, that was the path forward at, in, in, in the early 1900s. Black artists got together and wrote shows about their experiences. And, um, and that's how they, because they were so popular, that's why Ziegfeld started borrowing elements of those to put in his follies. And that's how the wheels of change happen is the people who want more visibility and inclusion and opportunities, they've got to make those opportunities. So, you know, in a lot of ways, and it's like, let's put our money where our mouth is. As much as we're posting and as much as we're protesting, let's also be creating and spending the hard hours it takes to put an idea from here, you know, into something visual. So that brings me back to Hamilton and the beginning since you're part of the original cast. Um, I want to ask when you guys were doing everything, getting it ready before you even went up, did you kind of feel an energy that this was going to be as big as it is? Did you kind of feel like, did you look around and say, wow, look at all these faces that are just here and this is amazing and this is a great energy. Yes, we did have that feeling, you know, um, the material was great. And so in your own exploration of the material, material as an actor, you're like, Oh, wow, this is really good. And then you meet the cast and then you start doing your first dance rehearsals in the room and you're like, Oh my God, these are the best like dancers Broadway has to offer in this genre, right? Like, Whoa. Um, and then you hear these singers and you see the acting and it's just, just so much this high level of respect. Now I've been in lots of shows that have amazing artists in them that don't work. Um, but this really, this, you could tell from a, from a, a, a 
a dramaturgical point of view that this was working. I mean, it's a, it's a great story. It's a great life to delve into. So while we did feel that energy and while we were very excited and while I think all of us felt like this will be the biggest thing that season, like whatever season this goes to Broadway, it'll be like huge. It'll definitely get attention. That's, I think, about as far as we had gotten with our concept of how good it would be. There's no possible way to know that you're going to meet Obama four times. There's no way that you're going to think that every A-list celebrity that you idolize is going to come and watch you. That the the Pulitzer, the Grammy, the, the um, Tonys, and, you know, then a, a, a film with Disney's Castle, you know, before your show, playing before, you know, in a commercial while you're watching Drag Race, is like, um, and there's no way to, to, there's no way to, as an actor, especially when you're an actor in theater and you do so many small shows to conceive, it would seem like you're being insane. You think you're going to perform this in the White House? Come on, girl. Um, <laughs> and yet, all those things happened. And I think the same can be said for all of us right now at this precipice. We don't know. We know the movie's gonna be big. We know that people are going, have been waiting for it. There's, I don't think any of, the, of us know the kind of impact it's about to have and the kind of lasting legacy it's about to leave. Have you heard back from any of the people that watched it? Like, have you gotten feedback? And how does that make you feel to have that kind of impact on, on just the black and brown kids that maybe look up to you and say, hey, one day I want to follow in your footsteps and I want to be on that stage? Well, um, you mean uh, have seen the show or the movie? The show. The movie comes out in two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we did ha I did have a Zoom call with the cast after we had all watched the film. And that was, you know, incredible. Like, people you haven't seen for four years that, you know, you did this amazing thing with and we get to laugh and we get to, you know, cry. And that was very sweet. Um, in terms of, you know, the feedback from the show, it's um, some of the best things that have ever been happened to me in my career. Like uh, playing Aaron Burr after Leslie, um, one show I came out and I had done the signing line outside of the stage door. And then I was um, gonna go run and get some food. And so I was hustling across the street and somebody was like, oh, sorry, sorry, can you stop? Can you stop? And um, I stopped and it was a father with his son and he said, I, I'm so sorry to bother you, but I just wanted uh, to see if you could sign my son's playbill. Um, he idolizes you. You're the reason why he wants to do theater and he wants to be up there one day. And I looked down at this little white kid with like floppy brown hair. And it was such an amazing full circle moment for me having watched Gene Kelly in Singing in the Rain at four years old 
and knew that like, I want to be in that world. How do I, is that real? Does that exist? Because if it does, that's what I want to do. To have that effect on somebody else who doesn't look a thing like you, that's what I'm talking about. That's where we can be as a country, as a society, where these things about how we look don't matter. That is, it's just the avatar, right? The, the, anybody can inspire anybody else. Alexander Hamilton, you know, may be a white founding father, but he can inspire every single American to be more and to reach the highest highs. Um, so that kind of impact, I hear it from the students I teach. I hear people get emotional. People will call me and cry um, because of how much it meant to them. Um, you know, your, the work you do in theater, it makes it all worth it. Even just one story like that makes you realize you do make a difference and that this, you know, career is not all about vanity. You know, you can pour your soul into a part and into a show and it can make a difference. Shows to the true impact of art. And how yeah. It really hits our humanity in a way that other things, I mean, there's lots of things that are logical, but art hits you in the heart. Yeah. Especially if you can take people away from their world, you, you know, theater has that magic of, you know, good theater is like a time warp. You, for those two and a half hours, are somewhere else and time stands still. And, um, and it, it can give you catharsis. It can change you. And I, I do think that, a lot, I mean, Hamilton changed me fundamentally, fundamentally um, as a person learning about him and the experience of the show. And I heard from a lot of people who came and saw the show in New York that afterwards they felt different. They felt like they had more to do with their lives. They felt like um, they had a renewed sort of energy for attacking life and pushing harder and asking for more and uh, that it's never too late. Um, and uh, that is magic. That's what they mean when they say the magic of theater. It's amazing. That's an amazing way of putting it. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do want to ask you, how does it feel to know that you're going to be on Disney Plus on the third? <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Like, I am so, like, my family is so proud. Everyone I went to school with is so proud. Um, you know, I was not very popular in my high school. I kind of felt like a little invisible and a, like a, even at an art school, I felt kind of like a weird kid and to go to my reunion and have everyone know my work and like, it's so happy for me. It, it's, it's such a beautiful, it's such a beautiful feeling. I'm so grateful for the opportunities I've had in this life. And, you know, um, I don't take it for granted. I know there are so many people out there who would love to be, you know, to have the opportunities that I've had. And I always sort of, um, that was a mantra I always had about jobs. 
especially on Broadway. Uh, if I was doing a show and I got to a point where I would wake up and I would be like, oh boy, do I have any sick days left? Like, I can't go today. I'd be like, you need to quit this job because there's somebody out there who would love to be going to this thing every single day. And that was sort of like my barometer of when it was time maybe to leave a show if you've been in it for, you know, a year and a half or more. Um, and uh, I, I, I have a hard time describing it. I, I think I still don't know. Ask me July 4th. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a really big, exciting thing. And I, trust me, there are tons of people just on my Facebook that are like posting and saying, we can't wait to watch Hamilton. We're going to have a party and everything. So it's, you should be proud. It is a really, really big deal. Oh, thank you so much. And so I really appreciated you speaking with me and giving me some introspective on how the community works and what we can do to make it better. Yeah. I really appreciate your time. I hope that uh, the next time you have something big, you'll come back and talk to us again. Heck yeah. I mean, thank you so much for, you know, allowing me on your platform and for the work that you do to talk about the issues that are important to the BIPOC community and, you know, the things that we face that some that can be overlooked. Well, we always say representation matters and we're very excited about whatever representation comes out of this because it's one step forward each time. So that's right. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mr. Harcourt. You have a oh, great day. Thank you so much. Bye now.